They have no need of your services. Who are you to question the word of God's servants? think that when you die, you go to heaven, you come to us. to My Bleeding Ears. This is episode number 42. With us today, I have Jessalyn, my co-host as always. Hello, everyone. And we have our special guest back again. We have Tyrell Cannon, who is a uh, local Chicago artist. Uh, Joy to be here. Thank you. Well, thanks a lot for coming. It was an honor to have you last time. It was a great episode. It was like a double episode, pretty much, because it was uh, like uh, about 80 minutes long compared to the usual, like, between 30 and 40. But it's, you know, it's good to kind of branch out a little bit from time to time and just have some people on here who, um, you know, who just like the stuff that we like. And mm-hmm. with you, with Tyrell, just talking to you for a few times, it's cool to see, like, you're on, you're kind of on a level with me of, like, knowing things from movies, <laughs> even, like, small quirks and everything. And it's just really cool to finally, like, meet someone who, who can pick up on that. And I can say, hey, you ever seen such and such movie? Or you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen that one. And you'll, you can speak a line from it. So it's really cool to have someone like that on the show. Jessalyn could do that, too. But not like on the level of let's say a movie like uh, or like Robo Vampire, Robo Vampire <laughs> or something, or or like act like uh, action movies or something. Or you know, it's I don't think you're as well versed as like some other people, but you do know a lot about film. It's, it's about, okay. You, you didn't uh, need to do that. Uh, yeah. I'm very confident <laughs> in it. <my laughs> <life. laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got all these thoughts you had all the time about things. And does it ever happen to you where you've seen a movie both of you guys where you've seen a movie so many times and it just kind of you're out in public somewhere and, it, and a part of that movie just comes out of you say in a line or an action or anything does it happen and what kind of movie like what movie do you think it's constant dude yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at times like i'll say something and then my wife will be like Everyone will be just like not laughing, and she'll be like, "It's just from some stupid movie." Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's like the same stuff. But yeah, yeah, mostly movies from my childhood that I've seen yeah. a million times. Yeah. Like I found myself today walking down the halls of my work, whistling the theme from um, one of the songs from Cemetery Man, mm-hmm. as I'm just walking around, and I'm sure people are like, "What is this guy doing?" <laughs> no, I, I feel like I, I mean, there's the standards, you know, I, Simpsons quotes. Qu- crop up all the time mm-hmm. oh yeah star wars ones all oh, the time yeah. you know like stay on target or like just want to get some power converters <laughs> it's always that kind of stuff and then every now and again i'll yeah i'll have a quote from like leprechaun like or, or something like <laughs> and then i lose everybody yeah. <laughs> so what you been up to lately how's your summer been it's been a good summer you know been very busy um uh, you know getting you getting a Patreon set up and kind oh, of, uh, you know, did some re- redoing on my website, uh, working on some new art projects, um, a little bit of travel, you know, went to see some friends not too far away, um, trying to see some movies, a like concert, so I'm going to see this band Sleep tomorrow night. Oh, you're going to Sleep. I want yeah. to go see Sleep. Pretty uh, exciting. It's been my third, <laughs> third time seeing them. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I've been yeah. wanting to see them since, well, well, this goes back to like the what I was talking about earlier, just how, how things creep up and you, you learn things from movies also. Uh, have you ever seen this movie called Gummo? Oh, yeah. That, yeah Harmony Korine movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and that's where I first heard of Sleep was that movie. Oh. There's a scene in that movie, um, they play uh, Dragonaut, I want to say, from yep. that yep. Al- 
from I think one of their first albums. It's where the the, the two of the teenage kids are riding their bikes down the street and are just kind of just yep. blasting sleep. Yep. And I was like, yep. oh wow, there's classic some, some yeah. stoner metal there. Oh, it's so good. So stoner good. metal, honey. It's different than other metal. <laughs> and I actually tuned out there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, but where are they playing? They're Metro, playing right? uh, the Riv. Oliver yeah. Oh, okay. Which I haven't been right for yeah for ages. I haven't been there, but. They're a great band. Last time I saw them was Talia Hall. I saw them there twice, and uh, so I'm excited about that. And then um, I've we're a little behind now, but my movie group started a little podcast. I think I mentioned okay. that we were going to do it last time. We've done like five episodes. Oh now. no way! Uh, so the Big Box Movie Podcast, but that's been really fun. Um, Which movies have you done lately for it? Uh, we did well. The last one we did was about training videos. So we watched oh, okay. like uh, <laughs> training videos, like everything from like forklift training to the best one was called Surviving Edged Weapons. It was like a oh training video on how to survive knife attacks. Huh. Uh, we did a month of dinosaur movies. So we watched Tammy and the T Rex, oh, uh, nice. Adventures in Dinosaur City. Um, a bunch of garbage, actually. That was not a, <laughs> that was not a good month. Um, but yeah, we we you know we, we try to have a theme, you know, every like month, and then okay. so so yeah, I think our next theme is just like straight up horror movies. Oh, cool. Um, we did an action movie called Blood Hands, which is like a <laughs> just a bunch of stunt fighting, and, and like this really short guy is the star. It's a pretty hilarious movie. Um, but Blood yeah, we had done we had done like a like a fighting movie month. I think was before okay. that. So now. Uh, we did a movie last week called Robo Vampire. Right? Yeah. It's by this guy. Uh, you might have heard of him since you you, you know your action movies. Mm. Godfrey Ho. But tons Godfrey of Ho. aliases, too. Yes. Sorry, so, yeah. it, well, it's hilarious that you mentioned this. Because <laughs> my, my movie guys, one of our like earliest things that we latched onto was Godfrey Ho's Ninja Movies. So mm -hmm. he did, I don't know, about 100 Ninja Movies. And they're all intercut with these kind of... Uh, bad movies from, like, the Philippines and stuff. Right, And then yeah. he shot his footage with white actors from, right. a lot of times, Australia. And they'll react to a scene that already was filmed Right, or they'll be, like, they'll be holding yeah. a photograph that's the guy they got to find from the right, other movie. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of them star Richard Richard Harrison, um, <laughs> which is, you know, he's amazing. Uh, he's famous for uh, Blood Debts and, and also the Ninja movies. Ninja Master Gordon. Uh, there's a picture of him that's always on the internet where he's, like, holding a Garfield phone. And uh, like, people know him. But, yeah, Godfrey Ho... Um, I mean, I don't, won't dive too much deeper, but actually, at one point, my friend and I were re-editing the ninja movies into a TV series. We were trying to pitch this TV series. <laughs> and so we took all these ninja movies, which were edits of into other movies, and we took the footage out of both movies, and then we were re-editing re it and dubbing it over with new voices. Ah. So my buddy uh, actually had contacted Godfrey Ho and gotten the rights to use the footage. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, he is uh, notorious. Um, he's he's. If you've never <laughs> seen his other movies, I mean, dive deep. He is. I've, I've seen a, I've seen a couple of them now, and I want to keep watching more. But yeah, I noticed what what you were saying, where he like intercuts two different movies yep. together between like two different decades, yep. and like, yep. hey, here it is, here it is. So. different continents, and, <laughs> and like yeah, the ninja ones are my favorite. But he's done some other ones that are more like um, horror themed and right. stuff. And I guess Richard Harrison like signed a contract to shoot like two movies with him but he took like the footage and spread it out spread like, it 40 out. movies yeah. ruined this guy's career it's uh -huh. hilarious so they're all on YouTube yeah, yeah they're all free yeah. on YouTube now. <laughs> you can watch them all oh I highly highly recommend Ninja Strike Force is my personal Ninja favorite Strike Force. and Blood Debts uh, is it's like uh, it's like uh, Death Wish but with Richard Harrison it's oh, pretty, oh, yeah, pretty nice. good so, so think, yeah we watched uh, my friend and I watched Robocop versus Kickboxer mm. <laughs> we watched that one like two months ago so good yeah. so good but like incoherent yeah. it makes no sense <laughs> yeah it doesn't make any my sense my favorite was the guys in the in the prison, they're like talking to the other cell, and it's definitely not the same movie. It's not even the same color <laughs> cell. Right. Right? <laughs> but yeah, it's cool just to just to, to actually. I've never heard of Godfrey Ho before, yeah. and to finally be introduced to him was it was great. I got he 150 credits is what he has. Is what we saw on IMDb, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I'm 100. I have 148 more movies to watch. Oh man, <laughs> RoboCop versus Kickboxer and um, Robo Vampire. Yeah. I have to check out some of the other ones. When I saw you guys are doing that, I haven't listened to the episode yet. I was very excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got for Hill going. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a man. funny episode, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have much to say because I only saw the last 10 minutes. That's all you <laughs> needed to see. In the last 10 minutes, I was like, what the hell? What is this? <laughs> well, yeah. I see any good movies out in the theaters lately? or? Uh... Uh, let me think. Last time I was in the theater might have been when I saw... Um, 
Puppet Master. Puppet movie. Master. Um, I, I watched some. I was I was writing them down the other day. I finally saw that. Kind of half watched that Justice League movie. It, yeah, it's not. There's like there's some cool parts in it. Sure. But yeah. There's. Sure. I mean, I love the part where the the Flash and Superman interact for that second, where Flash yeah. is going really fast, and right. Superman gives him like the right. bitch kind right. of look. You know, right. that part's funny. There's yeah. a couple parts, but otherwise, yeah, I enjoyed that movie for one reason when I saw it in the theater is because Jessel and I went and saw it and there was about 12 kids in front of us <laughs> and they had a blast they watching it, this movie. Yeah. They loved it. Cool. it. was yeah, It was like 10 girls uh, with like their aunt or, or whomever mm-hmm. and oh, they had a great time. Every time like Wonder Woman or Superman came out there was yeah, a great time. And, and Wonder Woman did anything. They yeah, just cheered cool. and they were so excited. That's awesome. That's, yeah. that, I mean, that's cool. And it's like, that's the thing. I don't want to hate on the movies anymore. Right. It's just like, right. whether I enjoyed it or not. I, I guess the other one I did see was that movie Hereditary. I don't know if you guys saw that yet. Yeah, yeah. I really want to. It's I'm hearing good. great things. Yeah. Pretty good. Like, if you liked The Witch or um, It did. Follows, it's very oh, similar in that, that kind yeah. of tone. It's not about jump scares, it's more good. of a mood piece. It's really okay. good. Really yeah, good. I'm very interested. And then on the computer, I mean, I've, I always have movies going, but I've been sucked into uh, that that TV show, um, Fact or Fiction, you know, Beyond Belief with Jonathan Jonathan Frakes, oh. where they show you stories and they're like, <laughs> yeah. which one was real? And then they tell you at the end of the episode. So I've been watching that, and then I saw this great movie you guys check out called Humanoids of the from the Deep. Have you seen this? movie? I know of this movie. Yes, yeah. it's it's um, yeah, it's John it's, McClure in it. Right. It's uh, it's pretty violent and rapey so it's probably a reason why it's i haven't seen rapey. it yes. <laughs> yes i think i'm all set <laughs> well, it's rapey in like it's like it's like if godzilla suit guys like kind of just laid on top of a woman it's kind of it's like it's not very all it's right. like hard to take <laughs> them too seriously yeah um it's it's i mean it is a little weird but for some reason it, it has a, a following I, I mean it is just hilarious how just ridiculous the monsters look in it. So. Uh, it's, do you kind of see it, um, coming back to Puppet Master, the movie, mm-hmm. the last one we saw, where, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's, I mean, not necessarily politically correct, but the way you pull it off right. makes the difference yes. right, in right. a way. So I, I, can, I guess I can see it that way, uh, especially with Puppet Master movie. Which mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought was pretty funny, actually. It was, yeah. it was, it was good for a Puppet Master movie. Mm-hmm. Right. I hadn't seen the last few because I heard they weren't very, very good. Don't bother. I think the, <laughs> the last one I saw actually had the guy playing laser tag with some some uh, some of the puppets, and I was Jeez. like, all right, I'm out of this. I can't watch this anymore. I think that movie did a good job in just like going for gold with the offensive yeah. stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. the only one that was maybe like I was shocked the the, the whole the pregnant one right, was a yeah. little. I was like, yeah. whoa, 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 but like, yeah. it was an enjoyable film. It was enough shocking moments in good ways, you know, good deaths and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The it was supposed it was played for laughs, but the gore was pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was enjoyable, and I like how they got some of the bigger names in there. They got sure. Barbara Crampton. They mm-hmm. got uh, Thomas Hughes. Lennon. Matthias Hughes is the blonde guy that gets like uh, the yeah the, the, the yeah. from uh, I Come in Peace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> He's great. Love that guy. <laughs> yeah, we did that movie. That was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Dark Angel is the other name. Of right. It, I want to see. Well, and you guys saw a bunch of movies that we got. I'm surprised yeah. you stayed for for that. Man, and that's why we haven't really been back to the theater because it was just like seven days straight of go to work, go see four movies. Yeah, so. that's rough, man. But I was really surprised at the movies that, but I mean, how well how good the movies were mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. I was expecting a lot of, a, a good amount of crap, and there mm-hmm. was some crap there. Yeah. Uh, but there were some really good movies, like uh, Prayer Before Dawn, mm-hmm. another movie I just keep talking about, that's about the Thai that. boxer. Right. Uh, and my favorite was Summer of 84 by the uh, the directors of Turbo Kid. Yeah. That was one of my favorites. I really want to see that. I, mm-hmm. I You know what? I can't wait for another person to see that movie <laughs> it's killing me inside right now the only person yeah. i can speak to about that movie is jesselyn yeah and oh man i'm dying i'm is like is it on I'm, demand yet or is not it not yet oh, august, august 10th. yeah august, august. august. oh be august 10th That's, i have that day off no, all so right so hopefully <laughs> it goes to the theater sure. or maybe video on demand it's probably going to be video on demand uh, that's how i saw turbo kid so yeah yeah they, they played it here in chicago a few blocks away uh there's that that one theater I haven't been to that's right in uh, Andersonville up here. It's a really small one. I forgot the name of it, but I remember it played there a few years ago, right before it came out on video on demand. And I didn't go see it, and then I was pissed off. I was like, I'm yeah. watching this movie tomorrow. Yeah. I don't care. And I, <laughs> and I found it. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, that was one of my favorites. There, there was quite a few that. The just, domestics. The domestics was my was favorite. Really good. Yeah, yeah you would that imagine. was a good one. That sounded mm-hmm. really cool. So, like Mad Max with uh, marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that centers around <laughs> yeah. a problematic marriage. Awesome. Mad marriage. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I and I was talking earlier too about how um, I really didn't go to the music box all that much because. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always had the Portage Theater, which is a larger theater in Chicago, and now they just don't do anything in there. Nothing and cool. Yeah. Now I have to, now I'm going to go to Music Box, and I like it a lot more now. Yeah. The seats weren't too comfortable, my butt yeah. hurt. They're the worst. They I mean, I love that theater, and if they would just upgrade the seats. Yeah, yeah. my yeah. back was killing me, especially yeah. for Puppet Master. Ugh. I was scrimming all week, just like trying to get a position right. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, it was really cool. Killer Clowns playing there was really cool, too. And right. There was a lot of good movies. I can't wait to go to next year. Yep. I can't wait to go to another movie festival like that again, because mm-hmm. there's so many movies that aren't going to be shown on the big screen that mm-hmm. are just mm-hmm. fantastic, mm-hmm. especially the, the, the two prior ones I've named, The Prayer Before Dawn and Summer of 84. Uh, probably two of the best movies I've seen so far this year. That's cool. Uh, not, I've seen about a, a good few movies. Uh but it's not what you're going to get in the theater now, especially with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now with Star Wars coming out, with it's two hard to see like year. cool movies in the theater now because like yeah. theaters are so inundated with these bigger movies. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. feel like the indie stuff gets as much. You don't get a chance to go see it. They're harder to find. Yeah, yeah they're not in as many theaters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, I I would be excited to go to another festival again. Like next time, I've been debating doing like the the Halloween one this year. Um, oh, the one at the Davis. Uh, well. I guess they're doing one at the Davis this year. They've done one at the Music Box in the past. I don't know if they're doing right. it this year, but the Davis is like down the street from my house, so right. yeah, it's super easy for me. Like yeah. I could just come and go and go take a nap and come right. back. Yeah, because you know? that's the so, massacre. That's the twenty-four right. hour marathon. Right, you used to get the Portage, right? Right, yeah. Right. Portage, and then the patio, and then this year the Davis got it. Because yeah. last year the patio flooded. I want to say well, the, yeah. the roof came in and it got like, water. canceled. Well, yeah. postponed like a month later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we ended up going. I wasn't too happy with the selection. And I'm not too happy with the selection this year so far. I haven't the looked only, at it yet. The only movie I want to see in the theater is Zombie 3. Oh. And that's, yeah, that might be interesting. That would that be interesting. Shark? Is that the... No, that's the Zombie 2 or Zombie in okay. America. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> but Zombie <laughs> 3 is the one, uh, like... Fulci's last movies that he did before halfway through was taken over by Bruno Mattei. Right. Because he got really, uh, Fulci got sick. Mm. And then, so yeah, they finished it up. So you can kind of see the differences in the filmmaking yeah. throughout. And then it passed away. And then it just kept going on with zombie movies right. until Zombie 9. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I mean, the Davis also does some free midnight screenings. Like, at the end of August, they're doing Escape from New York. Oh, oh, So it's cool because it's free. You can go and just buy drinks. And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to, but. You know, you can just yeah. get some food at their restaurant. and, and It's a nice go. restaurant, yeah. Super good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. I don't know if Escape from New York's going to be I think it's there. the 26th or something. I'm definitely going. I think I'm free. Is that August? Yeah, end of August. I'm good. Isn't that yeah. when Comic-Con is? Wizard yeah, World? but that's, that's later <laughs> that's at during night, the day, yeah, yeah that's like, true. Yeah. I'm only going to go for a few days this year, seeing as I'm going to Dragon Con yeah, in Atlanta. Yeah, exciting, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm only going to go for a couple days See what's going on, and then yeah, Dragon Con. Here I come, <laughs> Atlanta. I'm gonna see your airport in this big convention hall. <laughs> so what Dragon Con? <laughs> does it center around dragons, or is it just like another Comic Con? It just sounds kind of cool, you know. Isn't it a little more like fan? Like they do like role playing game stuff there. Okay. Like, stuff uh, like yeah, I believe so. It's a bit more fantasy orientated, maybe. Right. Uh, right. But the dragon, you know, I. I don't know, other than that. I, or do you think it's maybe just more of, um, like, you know, there's Wizard World and, you know, they have a dragon kind, you know, yeah, kind maybe. of in the yeah. same. Like a, that's what I was thinking. Because you're not a big fan of, like, the, the Wizard World events. Uh, I mean, I, I don't mind big events, but Wizard World specifically has yeah. not, not been my favorite ones to engage with. I have nothing against people going, but mm. as a vendor, it's it's never been a great situation for me. Um, and I do feel like the prices are kind of high at that mm-hmm. show. Um, but, I mean, if you're the kind of person who likes to get cool, like, VHS tapes and toys and stuff, the vendors at Wizard World tend to be pretty good for that. Yeah, you could find some good ones. I, I don't think lately it's been that, the last few years that I've gone hasn't been that great with any Comic-Con, really, because yeah. I, it's 
all this comics and, and this genre filmmaking and Star Wars and everything have brought so many people to these conventions. Now, these dealers are like, well, these parents are bringing their kids and mm -hmm. they don't know anything about prices at all or how much things cost. So we can just charge them up the ass for anything. Yeah. So I've seen that happen the last few years where prices have just been way over retail, you know? Right, and you, right. I go to these conventions, maybe I can get a deal on some stuff, but when yeah. they're pricing things out two to three times of what they are actually worth, then, yeah. it's, then it's a problem. And then it kind of sours me on that, too. Yep. When but, I go to those shows, I'm more focused on finding the weird stuff that I that I can't find somewhere else right. that maybe people aren't looking for. Like, yes. oh, can I get the Predator soundtrack on CD? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I, I'm going to look through the quarter bin for that one Punisher summer special. You know, like, that's the thing I'm looking for. Yes. But yeah, if I was going to go get a new Batman toy, I wouldn't get it. At no. Uh -huh. World, you know? no. So. But you, you know, you find some stuff every once in a while. You can dig through and kind of look through and, mm -hmm. and find what you're looking for and maybe not looking for and yeah. just kind of... And sometimes they mess up too. Some of the vendors and they'll give you something <laughs> at a better price. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, I have definitely soured on the consumer side. But from like a, a vendor side, um, is it just like they have like a lot of terms and conditions, or is it just price? The table or? prices are real high, and um, and I feel like the way Wizard World is designed for me personally, they don't really push artists as much as maybe the other shows mm -hmm. do. So I think they're not trying to get people in front of the artists. They're mm -hmm. trying to get them in front of the other vendors. And, you know, it's just part of it's the layout. You know, they just put them way in the back. Yeah, and, they're really far know. away from yeah. all the other vendors. So by the time people get back there, they're just, like, confused about why they're there, you know. <laughs> and so I've just not had a, a lot of luck. And some of my friends will do it, and even most of them have stopped, unless they get a free table. Like, some people, they get invited. They're like, well, I'll go for free. You know? Yeah. Like, I'll, but when you're charging... Four or five hundred bones for a table. I'm just right, saying, yeah. I gotta That's make nuts. so much money yeah. to like make that worth it. And as a indie comic person, you know, you just generally don't sell that kind of product in, in that kind of show in a weekend. You know, if I was at an indie show, that would be easy. Right. But it's like it's like a higher table cost than an indie show and less sales. And so right. for me, it just doesn't make sense. Well, with with in, with your stuff in the in the uh, the indie world, I mean, you have people go to like these independent comic cons. I mean, that's the people that you. They usually buy your stuff anyway, totally. so... Right, right. Um, yeah, it's, it's more my clientele, and if I do a mainstream show, it's nice to do ones where I can do, like, if I can do commission lists and stuff like that, it's really helpful. And, you know, if the table cost is appropriate, you know, that's usually the ideal situation. You know, like right. C2E2, I feel like, is a better deal for me, mm -hmm. just because the cost is it's still not cheap, but it's cheaper, mm -hmm. and the way the artist alley is laid out makes it a lot easier for people to navigate, and I just feel like it's a much more... It just feels less... Dirty. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, well, from what I've heard is that uh, the Wizard Worlds are kind of the garage sales of comics in yeah. the comic world. <laughs> Which, I mean, they're, they're not wrong. I mean, yeah. especially with the, the, the building that they hold, the Chicago one in uh, the Rosemont, uh, yeah. down East Stevens Convention Center. It looks like a garage, you know? Yeah. And, but yeah. when you go to, like, C2E2, it's, like, red carpets yeah. everywhere. It's nice, you know? Place, yeah, yeah. yeah really, really place nice. is nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of that. And then some, you know, businessy things. They've, they've, you know, pretty much made an effort to run some small small companies out of business with their shows. And So, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. Um, right. There's a lot of people who do great at those shows. Um, and so... Good for them, you know. <laughs> it's cool. You ever do any panels before? Yeah, I've done quite a few. Um, you know, I've been a guest on some panels, and I organized a couple at some small shows. Like, I did one on tools and techniques. Um, I've been on a panel about, like, writing. Um, I did a book about a serial killer that was based on a real person, so I did one about kind of... I was on a panel about writing nonfiction comics, and uh, uh, it was at... There was a Chicago Comics Symposium here at the at SAIC once. I was on a panel there with like Jeffrey Brown and Lucy Nicely. That was pretty fun. But I love the panels. The thing I hate about tabling is not being able to go and watch the panels. Yes, like I love going panels. to watch them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I love doing panels. They're a lot of fun. I, I mean, I hate being away from my table, but it is nice. Then like at Cake this last time, I was a moderator for one on um, editing comics, and then I was a presenter at one about. Um, uh, like for, like freelance advice for, for people doing freelance work. So I think it's fun when, when fans or other artists can come and hear people talk about what they do. Mm -hmm. I think fans just like to hear more information, like yeah. even if they're not yeah. an artist, and an artist need the information. So those are the kind of things that make shows to me like, like 
really cool when there's a good when there's good programming because then it's not just about like buying and selling and buying and selling it's about mm-hmm. building relationships getting skills you learning know. too yeah yeah yeah, <clears throat> yeah, there's a, yeah that's pretty cool actually now uh I do like going to panels. I haven't been to too many like uh, <clears throat> comic creator panels, but I have gone to some of like the higher names and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we saw like Chris Hemsworth was that one like when Thor first came out. Yeah, right? when he was kind of nobody. <laughs> we got really close to him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in those, I I kind of don't like to go to them anymore anymore because there's always some cringe worthy question someone asks. Oh man. <laughs> And it's just like, oh, Ooh, man, who picked rough. this guy? Oh. <laughs> rough, like, I used to go to San Diego Comic-Con. Like, I went for, like, five years in a row back in wow. the early 2000s. And I would always go to the even the big movie panels. So, like, when 300 was coming out, I went and saw the panel about 300. It's like, there's so many people there. And it's just about who's going to wait in line first for the question. It's not necessarily a good question. Mm-hmm. So you get these crazy questions from people that maybe, you know, maybe they've got some issues, but, you know, <laughs> they, you know, they're dressed in, like, some weird costume, and they're like, so, in this one issue of Spider-Man, and it's like some guy who directed the Spider-Man movie, he's like, I don't even know what you're talking about, I don't know what you're talking about, you know? So I try to avoid those, too. <laughs> I think The Simpsons even spoofs that, mm-hmm. with the oh, itchy yeah. and scratchy. Oh, yep, the, that the xylophone? <laughs> the oh, ribs? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Strikes a completely different note on the same rib. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I see I can't I it has to be well I'm, you know I'm gonna start going to more creator ones because what I usually do is I walk the floor a lot yeah mm-hmm. until my feet bleed uh-huh. and find those deals and everything and and see some you know see friends there and go yeah. and check out some new comic creators or, or see someone we haven't seen yet so yeah I um once again, I'm probably not going to go for that much for too long to, to the Wizard World. Yeah. I'll take some of the kids with and everything. But yeah, probably... I usually only go on Saturday anyway. That's You're... when most of the celebrities are there. Mm-hmm. and that, I don't mm-hmm. even, I barely even pay to meet them. I'm just like, how close can I you get to them? <laughs> <laughs> there they are. <laughs> I could smell them as you walked by. <laughs> that was my uh, my Natalie Dormer uh, story right mm-hmm. there where she was at like a, a C2E2 one year and they had like her way in the back and there's like a long line to get to her but she's on the side and there's security all around i was like i just want to see how close i can get to her mm-hmm. and i got about 20 feet away and then she did that you know that that she looked up at someone and had that half corner smile of yeah. hers you know yeah. and i was just like <gasps> <laughs> like my heart exploded in my chest and i was like oh, i gotta get out of here <laughs> i got that close to charisma carpenter and i was really excited about it yeah. it's kind of nice i mean I, I still like that there's some mystique with some people mm-hmm. you know I, I i think the closest i got was one year at san diego i was waiting in line for a panel and i was actually going to go to this panel too but right across from the one i was waiting for Rob Zombie was hanging out because there was a Devil's Rejects panel, <laughs> which I went to and it was amazing. But like he was just like hanging out there, like talking, and I was like, kind of eavesdropping yeah. what he's talking about. But I was like, oh, I want to hear what Rob Zombie talks. About. He's probably mm-hmm. just talking about his what he had for lunch. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just to get close to him, it's kind of exciting. Sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I had I had my moment like that with uh, Jerry only of the Misfits one time. <laughs> he was, uh, I think they did. He did a show of. The Misfits without, of course, Dan Ziger and some of the other singers at uh, Tower Records over on uh, Broadway. That one uh, was it Broadway or is that Clark? But anyway, there's that old Tower Records right by the that old uh, Parker Elementary School there, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I didn't even know he was there. I was just you know buying CDs or something, and then oh there he was. I was like oh (laughs) fuck, it's Jerry only. Holy shit. Then I like bought my CDs and I left Tower Records. I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be a great night." I saw Jerry Only, you know, I got some shit to listen to, and then here comes out Jerry Only walking towards me down the street, and he's with like this beautiful girl. She's wearing like a schoolgirl outfit, and he goes and he, he said something like me is like, he like winked at me. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, Jerry Only winked at me, man." <laughs> yeah, then I had to go home. It's so funny, man. It is funny. It's just cool. I think it's cool. Again, like, I think I mentioned this before. Like, going to shows, like, conventions, it's cool. Just Whether it's a comic book artist or a celebrity, just, you know, get a chance to, like, you know, talk to somebody about what they do. And I don't know, man. I mean, it seems so silly, like, that they are so far away from us sometimes. But yeah. they're just regular people. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are. So...
Our movie of the week this week is another sequel. I think I'm going to call this sequel month. <laughs> so a few weeks ago we did Predator 2. So I thought maybe this week we are going to do Critters 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I originally, um, before we started doing this podcast, we even watched the, the movies again, which uh, Jessalyn and I watched all four Critters movies. I had only seen the first two. And then we watched the second two. Um, so, and I was kind of under the impression that I liked and I appreciated part two of Critters more than part one. So that's why I kind of want to talk about this movie a bit. Um, now, Tyrell, you're a fan of little creature movies, oh, yeah, if, I'm, if I'm correct here. <laughs> Love them. So this is right in your wheelhouse for this one. Um, we'll talk about Critters, the first one, real quick. Uh it's about a, a group of, of furry little aliens that uh, hijack a ship in outer space and uh, crash down to Earth in this little town. What's the name of the town? Like Grover's Bend. Grover's, Grover's Bend. Bend. There Bend. You go. It's just like, uh, some, some kind of Muppet porno or something. <laughs> well, I thought. I mean, our town takes place in Grover's Corners. This is me nerding out oh. theater, so I wondered if that was kind of a maybe like wink a reference. To, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe not, but that's what I thought of. Theater major over here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was English, but I did start in theater, yes, and then sir. I was like, "This is hard. I don't want to do this anymore." <laughs> uh, they hijack a ship, crash land there, uh, and they need to eat to survive and grow bigger. And there's these little egg hatching critters or crites, and they run amok in this town, mostly around this uh, one house. And these bounty hunters are dispatched to take care of these critters, and they happen upon this family which gets the critters uh, the browns as we'll call them uh, and they fight off the critters and hell leads us into Critters 2 uh, it's, <laughs> Critters 2 is directed by Mick Garris uh, you'll know him from movies like Sleep, uh, Sleepwalkers, The Stand uh, The Shining, a lot of Stephen King stuff he does yeah. he's, he's the, the man for Stephen King did a King. couple episodes of Masters of Horror too. yes yeah. I yeah. saw that mm-hmm. and Shining the TV miniseries with Stephen <laughs> Weber not, yeah. not the movie uh, David Tui was one of the writers on this he uh, he wrote and directed uh, a movie I like a lot which I don't think gets enough love which I should do on the show sometimes it's uh, The Chronicles of Riddick. Love Riddick, Which man. I love that movie. He did the first, second, and third movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the second the most because it, it kind of, you get to a little deeper in with uh, the character of Riddick and you see he has a little more feeling than he lets on, yeah. which I kind of liked. Um, and the, we have a few uh, returning characters for Critters 2 also. We got um, Scott Grimes. He plays the, the younger kid, uh, the younger boy. The first one, Brad Brown, and you get to hear his name a lot in this movie because Brad Brown is back in town. Uh, <laughs> this kid, I mean, ER, I think, is what he's most known for, but he's done lots of TV. Party oh, of Five, yeah. Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers is what I know him from. ER, yeah. Yeah, he was one of the, the young... You know, he, didn't age, he didn't age. No, it's his face is the same. He's just taller. He's yeah. Very yeah. Young, yeah. Like Peter Billingsley. You know? <laughs> yeah. That, kid, that guy never grew up either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the character of Charlie comes back. Uh, the name of the, the actor is Don Opper. I really haven't seen him in anything except for the Critters movies. He's a, a unique-looking fella. Black Moon Rising. It's Linda Hamilton and Tommy Lee Jones, I yep. think. But I've never about, heard like of a, it. I think it's like there's like a car or something in that movie yeah. that, they, that they have to steal. It's like an experimental <laughs> car. Uh, yeah, he's not in a lot. Mostly TV guest spots after that, so right. I didn't really write any down because he was only in one or two episodes. But yeah. Uh, no one else from uh, uh, Brad's family is in the movie. I guess mm-hmm. they, they all moved out of town and he yeah. just came back to town and uh, his, visit his, his grandma. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Zane's not in this one. You got killed in the first one. <laughs> really? So soon. I don't know. I had seen the first Critters at like a slumber party in fifth or sixth uh-huh. grade. Tell us that story. So I had Tell nobody... us your Critters story. Well, I love this story. So. It was like fifth or sixth grade. Um, it was all these girls at a slumber party. It was, I think, Amber's birthday. And m- the mom had rented Critters, thinking that she had rented Munchies, which honestly, I've never seen Munchies, but that didn't look like it was a whole lot better for 11-year-old girls. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just not a whole lot better at all. Yeah. So I thought it was great. Um, the mom was horrified by the mistake. A couple of girls cried. <laughs> this is scared. definitely bloodier than Munchies. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's what I... That, Munchies looks like a rip-off of Gremlins, basically. Yeah. yeah. 
You're all pretty but, much a ripoff of it. Kind of, yeah. But this is gorier than both of those movies, from what I hear. But yeah, so a couple of girls cried. I thought it was really funny. Um, yeah, it, yeah, well, and I think one thing is that well, Barry Corbin is in this, um, which um, he's awesome. He's in, like, if you watch a lot of Westerns, Barry Corbin is awesome. He's the sheriff. Yeah. But he's yeah. a different guy than is the sheriff in the first one. I think yeah, and Emmett Walsh is right. the, the sheriff, and his role is, is done by uh, Barry Barry, right. Barry Corbin this time around. Yes. Right, right. And he, he's pretty good. He also, I'd forgotten, he's the, the old, like, uncle guy in No Country for Old Men. Right, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, he's so great in this. He's such a badass in this. Because I remember watching that and being like, wow, the sheriff from Critters 2 <laughs> is so alive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and one of the other uh, returning actors is um, the... Probably, he was one of the bounty hunters, and he took on the role of like a rock star that he saw in a music video. Johnny oh, Steele. Johnny Steele. <laughs> I was always confused by that in the first and the second one. Like, I was like, is he a real musician that I don't know about? Or like, you know, I was he looks like, like yeah, one, yeah, yeah, he does. But no, I looked him up because I thought his face looked familiar. And this is my theater nerd again. He's a Broadway guy. He, oh. I think, originated the role of Javier and Le Miserable on Broadway. Cats, he was Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> Terrence Mann is his name. Terrence Mann, yeah. Beauty and the Beast, the Adams Family. So I looked him up on IBDB, and he has tons <laughs> of credits. The real website. Broadway, yeah. yeah. That's where he's Theater at. Theater major, right here. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't there even, like, doesn't the band in the first one, isn't there a song that is that band playing? He Power wrote it, night? too. And that's yeah. actually him. Well, right? well, I don't remember if he wrote it, but he performs it, for sure. It's like Power of the Power Night. Power of the Night, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he definitely rocks, performed man. that. I was singing it all the next day. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the soundtrack of Critters. Yeah. That's really him. Yeah. And one, one more returning character is Lynn Shay, who, mm. um, of course, uh, her brother was a producer on the Critters movies, mm-hmm. so... Bob Shay. Bob Shay, so I think that's how she gets a lot of her roles. I'll be safe to say that, yeah. <laughs> Maybe in the beginning, and then yeah, we all yeah, discovered well, how awesome she is in the Insidious franchise. Yeah, yeah. she's pretty mm-hmm. good. I don't think Bob Shay's alive anymore. So. I don't think he is either. Yeah. In the interviews, he always looks like shit, so... Yeah. Oh, he looks <laughs> rough, He does man, all the time. I was just watching that... Uh, Lost Soul, the, the making oh. of the Island oh, yeah. Doctor Moreau. Right, yeah, that's oh, a good man, one. poor Bob Shay. <laughs> well, and having to deal with Marlon Brando and Val yeah. Kilmer all in one movie, oh, that would age someone. The other Bob Shay connection here for me was when I saw. Don't doesn't this one has? Yeah, it's this one where they see uh, Freddy Krueger. Right. You know, yeah. Bob yes. Shay produced mm-hmm. all those movies. Like, right, don't yeah, turn yeah. into Freddy Krueger. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a cute little wink. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a cool part in this one. So Brad Brown comes back into town for Critters 2, and the Critters come back, too, for some reason, and you find out that uh, a couple of low lives find a, like, uh, in the old, like, uh, his old house, or, like, in the, the barn, the they barn. find a big thing of critter eggs that the Critters have left behind, and they're dormant there for a couple of years until these guys steal the eggs and leave them by a heater, and then they, <laughs> and then they, they incubate, uh, and they hatch, do. yeah, <laughs> and then, well, then they kill him, and it's... They, Sorry. No, go for it, yeah. Well, it's an Easter horror movie, and so I looked it up, I was like, are there other Easter horror movies? Not big ones, but... No, not big ones. All bunny-themed, but what was one that I really wanted to see? Yeah, Easter Bunny Kill Kill. Easter Casket is one that I want to see. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't know what this is, but I have to see it. Easter Casket. Yeah, it's like an Easter-themed horror movie. (laughs) That's clever. You're absolutely right. There are very few Easter horror movies. No, yeah. There are about ten, and they all feature bunnies, except for this, this one. one. Well, there's a bunny in this there one. There is a bunny in this one, that's true. <laughs> the sheriff, uh, well, as we we're, were talking about here, is that, <laughs> yeah, the sheriff for the, the Easter bunny uh, egg hunt, he dresses up as the Easter bunny. Yeah. His zipper won't close on his crotch, and then the critters go and, and eat him But up then he starts, like... He's like hopping. For yeah, he does. He yeah. like practices his hop He's, first. But that's before the critters get in there. Right, I but think, I'm like, yeah. why has he got to practice that? Like, I, don't <laughs> know. I don't know. That was weird. That part it was is. weird. I mean, there's a lot of weird. There's a lot of weirdness. I don't know. Yes. What, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and it's when the critters are adorably small. They're just like little yeah. tiny. And I remember as a, as a seven year old kid when I saw this movie, that part cracked me up you know when the, when the critters flew up in his pants and he starts yeah. dancing around and everything yeah. I was cracking up as a kid yeah. and as I watched it again I was cracking up too and yeah. Justin wasn't laughing at it and I'm like am I demented like this dude's getting his 
is crotch ripped out by some critters? Well, or? when he comes flying over the, I was raised Catholic, so I should really know what it's called. Uh, the thing, altar the altar. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> what it's called. Yikes! I started thinking. Wait, is this like an anti-pagan pro-religion movie? Is that what this is all about? So it's like I was wrapped up in my head about whether this movie was like making fun of pagans. I feel like it's one of those scenes though that is like one of the like that's one of the reasons they made the movie was to have that scene, and that's one of the scenes that I think everyone remembers. Yeah, too is like oh, that's the one where the guy gets eaten as he's a bunny, right? You know, remembers that and the giant the ball and the giant ball. Yeah, also funny. So, of course, the critters hatch and start running amok and everything, and uh, that's pretty much the movie. But yeah. there, there are a few parts I want to talk about that kind of confused me when I watched it a while back. Me too. One of them was um, the character of Charlie, who was in the first one, he was a drunk and everything, and he joins the bounty hunters in the first one as they take off, and he comes back to, in this one with the same bounty hunters, and he's a bounty hunter, so and he helps them out and everything. He's not a great bounty hunter, but he's a bounty hunter. Yeah, not uh, at all. Just follows them around. Yeah, right? yeah he doesn't even yeah. have a weapon. It's at a first. cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> shares some like uh, American culture with them for mm. the most part. Yes, AKA the American culture. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at the end of the movie, he as the critters are getting bigger and everything, and they start they're going to attack the town. He runs away, but you find out later he got in the spaceship and does like a, a, a kamikaze dive into the big critter mm-hmm. ball. And all the critters die, and one of the other bounty hunters who just witnessed the other one of the other bounty hunters get killed, which makes it really sad. He kind of like loses his face and becomes like a just like a plain faced person, no eyes, yeah, no anything. They look like that. the guys right. from Jacob's Ladder, actually. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah only kind of green. Yeah, they yeah. do the, the faceless bounty hunter. He yeah. becomes a faceless bounty hunter again, and when Charlie dies, or you think he dies. Um, the bounty hunter, which his name's Ugg, and the other one is Lee. Lee. So Ugly. Classic. Uh, <laughs> fucking classic. Ugg, on the other, um, changes his face into Charlie. And everyone looks and is like, whoa, Ugg, why, you know, why did you change into Charlie? And then everyone just kind of was cool with it. You know, and it was really <laughs> weird, and I didn't get it when I first saw it. And when we watched it again, I still didn't get it. I'm like, why the fuck? I feel like he's, like, memorializing him, maybe? That's what I, that's what I came yeah. up with, too. It's yeah. like, um... Like, uh, I guess so. That's maybe that's what those bounty hunters did, and then he did that for them. They're like, hey, you know, this dude did something really cool. I am going to immortalize him now with that face as I go from planet to planet. And people are like, why do you look like that? I was like, well, this is from this one guy who sacrificed his life to save everyone, so I kind of want to, you know, immortalize him in but this way. But the problem with that is they don't set it up. So, like, before that, he was just the power of the night guy. Like, right. <laughs> right. I didn't do anything. But you know, they do when Lee hasn't transformed yet. Charlie asks about it, and they say it has to be a perfect fit, and he goes into great detail about how it's a perfect fit. So what I thought was that maybe when Charlie displays this bravery and saves the day, he becomes this perfect fit for Ugg, and Ugg transforms into him. I think both... Yeah, it's I mean, critters that's... too. We're talking about. I think, <laughs> I know, I think they just wanted to have that really terrible, like not split screen like that uh, optical, you know, scene where they walk around like, each yeah, other yeah, and like, yeah. and like, you know what I was thinking as that was happening. So, so they Charlie ends up he had parachuted right, and he comes down. Yeah. And they they like oh they see each other, and Charlie like walks around him, but as he's walking around, him, the guy just turns with him. So I'm like, you're not seeing anything different here, man. You're just walking in a circle with the guy looking at you. And, like, the eye lines don't match up. And it's a pretty pretty great little, uh, it's, a, it's a nice time capsule of effects work at the time. Uh, now, I want to kind of parallel this movie to um, Gremlins and Gremlins 2. Critters 1, Critters 2. Uh, Gremlins was always kind of silly in a way. Um, it kind of made fun of things. And it totally, in part two, it totally took that and ran with it. Oh, it's nuts. Part two is nuts. Yes. <laughs> and now Critters was a little more scarier, a little bit more serious mm-hmm. um, than Gremlins. But it still had its funny parts. They had parts where um, the grem- uh, the Critters would kind of speak to each other and you'd have subtitles for it. Yeah. It wasn't overly used, which is really good. I yeah. Because like, mm. we, we kind of got to keep them, you know, somewhat mysterious in a way. We don't need a lot of dialogue with mm-hmm. them, you know. They're... Not necessarily the main characters. Uh, but with Critters 2, they did make it a little bit funnier and yeah. outlandish, mm-hmm. but they didn't go like full Gremlins 2 with it. So I can I can kind of appreciate that. 
Uh, yeah, the big critter ball is pretty nuts. Uh, they use some like funny sound effects in the in the hungry heifers, you know. Yeah. Yes. Scene. Like whenever the door opens, there's like a cow moving. Yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. I mean, and then they, they do some like little kind of Looney Tunes type stuff, and I actually love Gremlins too because it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon, oh, yeah. you know. It's but it's definitely a, to- a tonal shift, yes. you know, from the first one. This one definitely feels funnier than Critters One. And this is yeah a pretty sexualized movie too. There is nudity. There is nudity mm-hmm. in this PG thirteen movie. Is uh, it PG thirteen? Yes, it is. Is it straight up? Yes, yes. naked lady. Almost yeah. full frontal. Well, no. no, it's not full frontal, but she still has the bottom parts. You see her for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not so, even a sneak peek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven year old me loved this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a little uh, before I get into the whole sexual thing, that that the actor who played her, uh, she actually. I read that she died in a car accident a few years after this was made, maybe like four or five. Okay. And she'd mostly done maybe, I think, like John Waters movies mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. kind of like the the prostitutes, bimbo roles. I think she did a fine role, job in this movie. Yeah. Was that her playboy? Because I just assumed she was a playmate. Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I couldn't see really well with um, with the transfer I had on, on the DVD that we, that I bought. So I I don't know, but she yeah she was an actor. Okay, she, that was my favorite. That's my one of my one of my favorite jokes in the movie though is when she transforms and then she pulls the, the staple. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god, that is so good. Yeah. That still holds up. That's such a great little joke. And then yeah, of course later on, uh, that character she plays Lee, uh, she transforms into that nerdy dude. Eddie Season man. Yeah, yep. that dude. Mm-hmm. What are the Mandark. Uh, well, he's Mandark in Dexter's Lab. I don't know if you guys remember Dexter's no. Laboratory. Yes. Uh, but he's also in, uh, um, not Nerds, um, I wrote it down. Here. Revenge of the Nerds 2. Okay, Revenge of the Nerds yeah. 2. Um, yeah, there's some weird stuff here. Lucas going yeah. overboard with Adam Sandler? He does, yeah, he does tons of cartoon voices. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I always think of him as Mandark, you know, like Dexter's, uh, like, rival in Dexter's laboratory. And he has, okay. he has the little super-powered ducky, and he fights <laughs> Dexter's monkey, and, you know, it's a whole thing. But he's, he's like, uh, he's like the quintessential, like, nerd guy. Yes, yeah. he's you know? like, he's uber nerd. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. like the, yeah, the nerd of all nerds. Yeah, he did, he, I love seeing that guy. In oh yeah, he's hilarious, man. He's just like a weird-looking guy. Well, and it's even funnier because when she turns into him, uh, it's from the woman, and so he, right. he's got like these short shorts and yeah, like yeah. a crop top kind of a thing on. <laughs> right. It's like kill Christ. Yeah, kill Christ. Yeah. Oh my God, he's great. The costuming is kind of funny too. They can even like justify why she's scantily clad because uh, Lee kind of rips out of it. <laughs> One thing I was thinking as I was watching this, I'm like, shouldn't if they shape shift, shouldn't their clothes maybe be designed shift to stretch them, around yeah. a little bit? <laughs> right. Like, right. like you know, you know, you're gonna be moving, you know, stretching around. Like even the Hulk knows to wear stretchy pants. You know? so, That's true. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some. You know, I don't know what you were gonna say about the sexual things, but one of the things that that I remember this person saying, the kid saying was like, uh, he, he, he was talking about the other characters, like, oh, it's like Jimmy Olsen with breasts. I'm like, that is right, probably yeah. the nerdiest <laughs> thing you could possibly say to somebody as a pickup line. Right, and it yes. doesn't play out well for him. No, yeah. <laughs> she kind of scoffs at that, yeah. But there is a lot of weird, like, little sexual jokes and stuff. Right, uh, one of them is when they go into the Hungry Heifer where the critters are tearing the place apart. They go in there and they're letting the critters fuck everything up. Then Ugg, his gun grows. Yeah. And then Lee's gun, as a woman, grows also. And, and, yeah, she's and, she's and she smiles yeah. at it. I wrote yeah. my note there was like, penis guns. Yep. Yeah, I wrote phallic <laughs> erection guns. <laughs> <laughs> We're all on the same page, Greg. <laughs> but it's oh, her man. smile that really made me oh, laugh, yeah. I well, think. Well, she kind of like glances down it. and then like gives a smirk. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm into that. That's cool. <laughs> and I, I really didn't notice when I was a kid either that maybe like Ugg and Lee were a couple too. Right. I didn't oh. even think about that, but he gets so sad. It's real sad. Yeah. Yeah. Pissed. yeah. yeah. So yeah, I always kind of thought, you know, they're a couple of maybe just a couple of androgynous sure. people. Sure. You know? sure. <laughs> hey man, you're bounty hunting together and we'll pick up Charlie as a, a little nice. sidekick. <laughs> I thought it was cool just even like, I just liked you know, there was little touches in this that still elevate it for me. Like, like yeah, like, he gets sad about this person dying, even though it's ridiculous. It's someone who's turned into a playmate that was a nerd for a little bit, then blacked back to a playmate, and gets eaten by these tiny furry creatures. <laughs> right. But then he's like, ah, and you're like, oh, man. Poor he's ugly. so upset. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, and, and plus you were speaking, you were talking about earlier about uh, how Lee was wanting to transform into Freddy Krueger when he saw that yeah. poster. <laughs> Joe's like, no, 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 and he kept the Playboy on him. Like, hey, check this out. <laughs> I like that he just kept, like, um, he kept, like, you know, I just like that he was, I, mean, I guess he kept the magazine with him to make yeah. sure that the person never changed in anything else than that, yeah. But uh, yeah. Lee is like that in the first movie. Um, he never really finds his person. Yeah. So that's a pretty interesting character now that, now that I'm thinking about it. That now, Does uh, he even have any lines other than just like kill Kreitz or, you know? Yeah, that's the only one I can yeah. think of, yeah. 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 When he first transforms into the playmate, he just says kill Kreitz. <laughs> Kreitz. That's, I say Kreitz all the time. We have a department at work called Crit, and I'm always like, Kreitz. Nobody, <laughs> nobody has a clue nobody what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, that's what always comes through my mind, too, whenever someone says Crate. I'm like, Kreitz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I was saying earlier, where there's things that just happen to you, and you yeah. you, you respond. Right, right. Uh. <laughs> but this movie, like, I, what I, the other thing I really appreciate about watching again is that it keeps the pace up, and yes. it's like mm-hmm. pretty, like, oh, it's pretty short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the effects are cool. One thing I'll never get tired of in movies like this, especially little monster movies, is whenever the the monsters get blown up by something. So as when they go into hungry heifers and they're like blasting them, and it's like. Pew! You know, yeah, I just love the idea that there's dudes building these little rubber creatures, filling them with goop, and then just exploding just them. Blowing them up. There's yeah. nothing. It's like it's like the most purely joyous thing in the world. Hungry Heifers too. I don't know if you guys have any opinion about this, but that Hungry Heifers song that plays over the credits. Oh, yeah, yeah we were, uh-huh. I was singing it during At the, the credits. Hungry Heifers. It's, funny. <laughs> oh, it's like, um, but then I was thinking about it. Like, so they have the theme song and everything, but then you're like, this is just like a restaurant in a small town. That's like perpetually in the 1950s for some reason too. And I'm like, why do they have a theme song? Like, the, you know, local restaurants in small towns don't have theme songs. No, like, that's true. It's very strange. It's very strange. We were there any like hungry hobos around here? Are you familiar? No, hungry. I feel Is like that every a hobo is a chain. Yeah, in the Quad Cities. Oh man, there's at least one. Hungry it sounds hobo. like a Quad that's Cities chain. Me, yeah, that's what. That's what I thought of. Yeah, I don't know if hungry hobo is. See anymore. <laughs> oh man, probably no. I mean, no. No. <laughs> now, one thing I did see throughout these movies from one to four is that the um, the puppets they use kind of I don't know dip in quality as the movies go on. Oh yeah. Uh, I especially noticed in part two that the eyes kind of changed a bit uh-huh. and they weren't mm-hmm. as expressive. Mm-hmm. I think maybe because the, the Kyoto brothers, the guys who did uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, really didn't have much to do with it after the first movie. Mm-hmm. So um, they got other people on there, and I, and probably I would think their budget got cut too oh, yeah. I mean, throughout the series. This is like a series. direct-to-video movie probably. You know, uh, like... Part two was in the theaters. Was it in theaters? Yes, but the third and fourth one, which were filmed um, back-to-back actually. Mm-hmm. And they, of course, they're... Um, course i've never seen it but at the end it says to be continued yep. which led me to believe that they were filmed back to back uh and then i read and they were yeah so, well, really go. different three and four yeah they're, they're really different movies and that's, I and that's good yeah but the quality of the film and everything kind of dipped off with three because mm-hmm. they started to be like a contained movie where you're just in one place right instead of like a whole town so the scope definitely changed mm-hmm uh, and so did the, the quality of the Critters, too, is yep. what I'm saying. Yep. Uh, they kind of... Well, in uh, the first Critters movie, there aren't as many, so they had a lot more time to just kind of just work on what they had and really make it look good, which they did, and they show the Critters sparingly um, in dark, so you don't get to see, like, all of the little... Like, oh, I could have made that, or yeah. little, little inaccuracies or inefficiencies of, of the... Mm-hmm. Of the puppets, um, but part two, it's in the light for a lot of the time, yeah. so you get to see them a lot. Two is still pretty good, to me, the quality, but it really starts to fall off with uh, three, and then to four, there's only a couple. There's not an abundance of gremlins. Yeah. They don't even I mean, show critters. up in four until like 40 minutes into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the MO. I, I don't know if Critters was, I, 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 for some reason, I feel like it is, like the first horror franchise to, to go to space. I'm, I mean... I was wondering you that, know? too, because it had, like, a Jason 10 right. type of feel. But, like, the, the, <laughs> the anytime yeah. you go to space, I mean, that you, it's over. It's over. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Forget yeah. it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but, but there's something about, like, when they go to space that there's just, like, um, 
maybe it's the single location thing or yeah. like you know yeah. you can't have a it seems like if you're making a movie on a budget it seems like the worst idea ever would be to go somewhere where you have to like a scene where you have to build sets or technology right. but mm-hmm. that's what they do when they don't yeah. have any money i mean mm-hmm. leprechaun 4 is oof, you know <laughs> real bad. you know the effects in part two though i think there's some good there's some good stuff i yes. mean the, the oh, big yeah. critter when when ug transforms right, into yeah. critter to, to lead them in he's like cheeseburgers no bones <laughs> and then he rolls in that that puppet looked pretty cool and mm-hmm. then I always will forever just love the when the ball rolls over the guy. Yeah. Like the skeleton underneath. Like, that is just brilliant. You know, brilliant stuff. Yeah, and 4 also takes itself really seriously, it I does, feel. Yeah. Oddly. Just bizarre, well, yeah. Well, they got good actors in it. I mean, the thing about 4 that I remember liking is, you know, the same thing I probably like now, which is, number one, it's got Angela Bassett, mm-hmm. my celebrity crush of all time. Uh, and Brad Dorf. Brad Dorf, yeah. Incredible, you mm-hmm. know. Um, the rest of the movie, though, I it, it's one of those ones that doesn't have a lot of standout moments. I remember a critter no. goes in somebody's mouth or something at some point. Yeah, yeah. The that's guys. the first time you see the critter, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And then three, the thing I always remember is Charlie has like a like a Gatling gun kind of a thing. Uh, it's more on. of like a, a... Yeah, it's kind of like a Gatling gun. It's got like multiple barrels. It's like a revolver rifle. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It's, like a, it's like a ghetto blaster. Yeah, right. kind of, like, Jonah Hex would have this one. Right. Or sorry. <laughs> and then, of course, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yes. Leo. Leo. Young Leo. <laughs> yeah, he's like 11. He's yeah, really so young. little. He's he so does little. a pretty good job, too. Like, he's just fine. watching his acting in there. He's fine. And, like, the first few scenes, I was like, oh, he's not. Yeah. He's not, like, you know, just uh, robotic at all, you know, feeding lines. He's actually throwing some emotion in there. I'm like, all right, well, great. Well, man. He actually might be, like, 16, and he just looks like he's 12. Well, you were telling me last DiCaprio. night. Yeah. He was pretty much 16 until he did The Departed. Yeah, movie. all of a sudden yeah. I was like, damn, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, it's fine. I was just, I was just like thinking, like, you know, I, I love these like, puppet masters in this category, you know, Munchies, uh, you know, uh, Leprechaun. Like, there's something interesting, I don't know why it is or how it works, but, like, these movies that just kind of continue making movies, and you know they must be turning a profit, but you see that it's getting a lower and lower budget, and the mm-hmm. concepts are getting wackier and wackier. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know, there's something about it as, like, a weirdo movie fan where you want to see what they're going to possibly squeeze out of this yes. one yes. more time. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's how they make their money is idiots like me that's like, well, I gotta see the new Puppet Master. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? At 12.30 in the morning. <laughs> but you, wonder, you wonder what the filmmakers are thinking when they're making them. Uh, I've got a, somewhat of an idea. Uh, a lot of these movies make a shit ton of money overseas. Mm-hmm. Especially 80s and 90s. Um, just with distri- distribution deals and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can sell these money these movies for a good amount of money mm. just to these international markets for cheap it's like what we're doing with our big budget movies now right <laughs> exactly, we make all yeah. our money in china exactly yeah. those movies that's yeah. crazy you know I, I was thinking about that too because it's like it's like um there's something like uh, i don't know there's something cool too about how they're like these launching pads for people like you see like leonardo right. DiCaprio yeah. and uh, billy zane and angela yeah. bassett mm-hmm. in these movies and, like, I don't know, there's something about that that, you know, as a fan of these kind of movies, you feel like you're sort of getting in on the ground floor with right, somebody. Right, right, yeah. you know, maybe, like, 90% of the people in the movie will never do anything ever again. But it's cool when you're like, oh, that's the guy from, you know, Blood of Heroes or whatever. Yeah. You know, you're like so into it. Right. Yeah, like Jennifer Aniston and Leprechaun. Yeah. It's always yeah. fun to see. Yeah. Do you think there's anyone yeah. back in, like, the 50s who... who kind of thought back to this too when they saw like a, what was it, a creature from the black lagoon or the sequel where clint eastwood's in it mm-hmm. oh yeah like, i remember that guy <laughs> ah, he was in that creature from the black lagoon just one minute of screen yeah. time yeah. probably my my uncle dave and my dad <laughs> that was the guy who's like oh i remember this guy he was in uh, the giant ants movie <laughs> yeah it is it, it's funny because i think that um, these movies in a way it's like they're like the they are like the foundation for like movies mm-hmm. in a way. Like mm-hmm. if you're not making these kind of movies, there's nowhere for anybody. It's like local theater or right, whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's yeah. It's a stepping stone for for acting, and yeah, it can go back years, years, and years. Jennifer Aniston, your Kevin Bacon is one of the Kevin big Bacon. Ones, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, we have not too many deaths, not too many kills in this movie. Yeah. I didn't count the critters because uh, that would have drove me nuts. I'm I did surprised that. that you didn't count. I the usually critters. do try and count the bad guys in it too. 
But there are only uh, six deaths in this movie. Really? Yeah. Huh. I think there are a lot more, but there's only six. Does that count Lee? Yes, I, I, I count Lee in that I one. I guess you're right. Yeah. It's all suspense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, two breasts that we, we spoke of before. Uh, my, it was my childhood... No, it was just... Uh, not dream. I was going to say childhood dream. It was just a childhood memory of mine of, of that and just uh, just being a young kid and seeing breasts maybe for the fourth time in your life. Those long lost exact... days of somehow sneaking breasts into PG-13 movies. <laughs> yeah. It'll never right. happen again. Does, but, yeah. You know, back in the day you had you had Critters 2, you know, Critters <laughs> 2, Barbarella, you know. Police Academy 4. Police Academy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. The first Police Academy was R. Then all the other ones were PG and PG-13 after that. Have you... You guys like the Police Academy movies at all? Or? I've seen the first... I've probably seen, like, three of them, actually. And... <laughs> no. I think similar to Critters, I think that when I think of, like, Police Academy movies, I'm thinking of one one of them. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of, like, maybe Citizens on Patrol is the one I'm always thinking of. And I'm like, when I see the first one, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Is that the same movie? You know? I <laughs> but I haven't seen them in such a long time. So same here. Know. Same here. But they're, they're not good movies. Yeah, <laughs> they're no. very... Although I do remember thinking Michael Winslow was hilarious and Bobcat Goldthwait oh, yeah. was terrible. Any seven-year-old kid, of course, is going to love Michael Winslow. And yeah, every seven-year-old seven kid's times. not going to get Bobcat Goldthwait <laughs> right. either. He has gone on to have quite a career. Yeah, yeah. I like him a lot now. I yeah. think Director he's brilliant. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he kind of... But every time you see him, you expect him to speak like that, yeah. you know, because that's the first time I ever saw him. <laughs> right. Police Academy movies or his stand-up where he's yep. just all yep. sweating nuts. and nuts and playing that character. Hot so. to Trot. I've seen Hot to Trot more than once because my cousin Katie loved Hot that movie. Trot. Shakes the Clown or something. <laughs> <laughs> Bobcat. He was like a big, he was like a really good friend of uh, like Nirvana, I remember. Yeah, I heard that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, like Kurt, he was a, a, a good friend of theirs. I remember the... Uh, yeah, I think he directed a commercial that they were in. Really? Or like a little, if I may, I'm, hopefully I'm remembering this correctly. It's, uh, they had like a little bumper in MTV one time and like Nirvana's, like the, the band members are giving birth. Like in a hospital. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I gotta one. check. I gotta you find gotta that. Find that, yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, we got way off track. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Let's so, go talk about breasts. No again. penises. No penises in this movie. Uh, uh, Jessalyn, grade? Uh, B. Solid B. B. Solid I had a good B. time. Yeah. It's a B movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tyrell? Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, it's a movie that I watched so many times growing up, it's hard to be not objective about uh-huh. it. You know, it's a comfort food for me. Mm-hmm. Critters 2, especially Critters 2. Okay. Uh, so, I don't know. I'd give it like a, yeah, like a B plus. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's uh, fair. Critters 1 or Critters 2? <clears throat> Which do you like two. more? Critters, two? Critters 2. Critters 1 is probably like a... It's better in the sense that it takes itself seriously, but I think Critters 2 sort of is just like full of more fun stuff and more mm-hmm. fun scenes and like more fun characters. I love the sheriff in this. He's just such a bad at... Well, the, you know, the replacement, replacement sheriff. Replacement sheriff. Yeah. Uh, when he shows up with his six guns all cowboying <laughs> it up, I thought that was so cool. You know? and I, I, I just love like the creativity of some of the deaths and, you know, there's not very many deaths, yeah. but... You know, and then I liked the, you know, as a kid, you know, there's naked people. There's, 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 there's all these things. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely, of the series, my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Um, if it only had Angela Bassett in it, it would be even yeah. better. Oh, dude. That, if Lee became Angela Bassett oh instead. Oh, Forget it. Forget it. That's like a super movie right yep, there. Yep, yep. She'll so, never show her boobs. That was totally a butt double. Yeah, you know, yeah. Too. That is not Angela Bassett. It wasn't Bassett's her, yeah. It wasn't, but, it, it wasn't her breasts. You didn't get to see her breasts. No, but, I, yeah. yeah. But I could tell, though. He no, could tell. I know, and my, I can I know tell. my breasts, okay? I mean, her arms are muscly as hell, so I know yeah. her butt matches her arms, and that is not, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not Angela Bassett's yeah. butt. You have a favorite Angela Bassett movie? Oh, <laughs> uh, she's really awesome in Strange Days. Yeah, That's Strange fine. Days. Um, she's so, so cool in that. Um, and then, you know, it sounds silly, but like how Stella got her groove back is actually <laughs> really, She's pretty great in that. So, But I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll watch her in anything. I was watching her in that... Um, What's that show? I don't really like that show. American Horror American Story. American Horror Story. I mean, she's a redeeming quality of yeah. it. Yeah. You know, Agreed. especially the, the Coven, you know. Uh, right. 
Our Coven episode. Coven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's Coven. Yeah, she. See, I got that sounds one. Sounds like Coven. <laughs> she and Jessica Lange. I think I joked to my sister like, "This is a documentary about Jessica Lange and Angela Bassett because <laughs> they are actually witches." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. thanks again, Tyrell, for coming around. Oh, yeah. uh, it's great to have you on the show, especially with talking about critters too. And uh, mm-hmm. next time, there's another little critter movie or something i'll let you know <laughs> yeah uh, if you guys the, get around to munchies or uh, yeah i'll have or to see ghoulies. ghoulies is, oh, yeah. you know what if i were to do a ghoulies i'm gonna have to do the one where they go to the carnival ghoulies that i mean i think that might be too that i might think be too. i think ghoulies is similar to critters and that when people think of ghoulies they're actually thinking of ghoulies too mm-hmm. same thing with demons when they're thinking of demons they're thinking of demons too. demons too uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah really hmm. with demons too that's a pretty good one. Yeah. That was the first episode, Demons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, now I'm thinking about it. Huh. Your, your death and, 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 and breast count might go way up on that one. But. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That whole parking lot seems awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't uh, seen Ghoulies in a while, any of them. You know, that first I'm, one... I haven't seen all of them, I don't think. That first one is... Um, doesn't have the Ghoulies in it very much. It's right. a lot of black magic kind right. of like hmm. sorcery stuff. And, right. And... Well, I actually know what we're not talking about. We should, but the Ghoulies is that when I was a kid and I saw the poster for that movie, I couldn't take a shit forever because the, the oh, ghoulie yeah. in the toilet, man. The, the box cover art, yeah, scared the yeah. shit out of me when it's I was like, a I kid. I can't go take a leak now. I always check the toilet oh, now. And it did, I mean, it's the same thing Jaws did for the beaches is that the Ghoulies did, for, did toilets, for toilets, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. And Critters did for Easter. <laughs> Anti-pagans. <laughs> Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening once again. Thanks, Tyrell, for coming on thanks once again. Me. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening.